0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Welcome into another edition of the Prospects and Props Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you on the show. Did not get the memo. That it was Old Navy HM photo shoot day here on the podcast. I've just got a t shirt on. Jamie dressed to the nines. Maybe he's got a photo shoot after the show here today. So we'll maybe make this a quick one. A news and notes edition of the show is <laughs> there's a lot of stuff teams reporting to camp, players reporting to camp players speaking to the media, coaches speaking to the media. Of course, you you put all that in the cauldron that is the NFL news cycle, and you get a lot of things to talk about. And do we have a lot to talk about here on the show today? And we are going to start, Jamie, with what I am referring to as the running back mutiny in the National Football League. Uh, Josh Jacobs being seen going on a plane out of Las Vegas, a Zoom call among the top running backs at the position No extension for Saquon Barkley. No extension for Josh Jacobs. Where do you want to – this is a big onion we should peel back. Where would you like to start?
0: I said I haven't followed the uh, Las Vegas flight path as closely as this since MJF was uh, threatening a walkout in AEW, if you remember that, where where we're with a conversation about whether or not he was taking a flight out of Las Vegas early in the morning. Uh, so we've talked about this several different times on this show, and we really got into the overall issue that I felt that is causing all of this uh, on Friday show. So if you haven't had a chance to go listen to Takes on Takes, there there's a, a good little section there where I have a soliloquy about how I feel this running – what the real issue is with this RB situation. But I want to go back to a conversation we had even prior to that, and we really focused on two names, and I know we were talking in hypotheticals, and this was prior to – the deadline to sign them to a long-term deal to make sure they were not playing on the franchise tag this year, which clearly did not happen. And neither player has signed their tag. So technically they are not on an NFL roster right now. But for the first time in a while, it feels like we have a legitimate threat to sit out regular season games coming from both Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. Now it's still early. You know, as you're listening to this, it's July 25th. You know, there's there's some time between now and week one. But this feels real and this feels like – I don't think we're going to get another Le'Veon Bell scenario because, quite frankly, it didn't work out for anybody involved. So I, I don't see it going to that extreme yet. Uh, but this is serious and I could see them particularly I, – I, I'll say it this way because I could see them both missing time. I feel like – and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, or if you feel differently, but – I feel like Saquon missing time is more likely to spur action. Although I don't know what the action would be at this point. What
1: what do we have got? We've got nothing. And this 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 has been my biggest hang up with this is Saquon can threaten and Josh Jacobs can threaten to hold out games. But there's – and you can place all the blame that you want on the feet of the front offices of both Vegas and the Giants for letting it get to this point. But once July 17th came and went – there's yeah. now nothing that they are able to do. Joe Shane, if he woke up today on July 25th and said, you know what, I want to give Saquon, I've changed my mind. Saquon, you want your $16 million a season? Done. He can't do that. That's not in the rules anymore. He has to yeah. wait until the end of the season. So there is no way for them to bridge the gap. Their their timeline to bridge the gap has come and gone. And so to me, here's the thing that gets me warped into this, You know, I'm like a hamster on a hamster wheel just spinning in circles, is – Saquon and Josh Jacobs could continue to hold out, but they're never going to get a material benefit from it. There's no material Uh, benefit from it.
0: The only benefit in their mind would be if their decision, if they want, they could play as few as, I don't know when I not knowing off top of my head, when the Raiders and the, the Giants have their bye weeks, but the deadline for them to return and play this season, they have to sign by the Tuesday following week 10 that is their deadline if they do not sign a con- their, if they do not sign their franchise tag prior to i think it's about 4 p.m. eastern on the tuesday following week 10 they will not be able to play this season at all so the only thing that the leverage that they could have is saying i'm only comfortable playing 8 weeks or whatever ends up being 7 weeks under this new deal and sure. I am willing to not be paid for weeks 1 through 10 because I'm only going to put myself on the line for weeks 11 through 18.
1: Here's the risk you run, though.
0: Here's the risk right.
1: that, 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 that you run if you do that. What if those players – Millions of dollars. Well, it's millions of dollars, but yeah. if, let's say, it's however many weeks it is, right, that, they're, that their teams are without them. Yeah. What if the Raiders are able to play well without Josh Jacobs? What if the Giants are able to play well without Saquon Barkley? Would that then – I'm asking this question somewhat rhetorically. I don't have the answer here. I'm using it as a conversation starter. If you're Joe Shane, we'll use him as the example here. If you, if Saquon Barkley misses 10 weeks and in the intermediate, Matt Breida and Eric Gray are able to do enough for you – again, they're not going to be able to replace Saquon Barkley, but they're able to do enough for you that you're competitive. Now, if you're Joe Shane, you go into the next offseason, you go – I'll just tag you again, Saquon. We'll do this. If you want to sit out again, no problem. See, I don't... This is a game well, of five-six chicken like that nobody can... wins.
0: Nobody's well, going to win thing. this. So, well, that's the other piece, is that they could, both these guys could technically just get tagged again. Like, I mean, no matter what they decide.
1: And if they sit out, Jamie,
0: if they sit out and they don't get the 10 and, a,
1: and 10 and change, whatever it is, the idea of the tag going up doesn't matter to the teams because they wouldn't have paid the full amount anyway.
0: Yeah. And they've already eaten the cap hit. So... It is – it's a fascinating scenario for for them, and and the reality is, as we've talked about before, there is no upside at this stage. There really isn't, and because even if you decide to sit out – let's say you sit out the whole year, unless you do the Le'Veon Bell situation. Let's even say that you get the same contract you've been seeking which is unlikely because Le'Veon Bell tried that. And by the way, let's not have revisionist history. Let's remember how good Le'Veon Bell was when this decision was made. Sure. I know we think about Le'Veon Bell differently now, but let's talk about when this decision was made. It's still going to be difficult for you to make up the 10 x or ten plus million dollars that you're going to lose this year over the life of that contract. So like that, that, that the math is tough and it sucks. I feel bad for these guys, but I don't see a scenario where they're going to benefit from it. Now, if I'm these running backs and I don't want to participate in certain parts of training camp, then I will use this opportunity to not do that and and say like, okay, I'll, I'll come a little bit later. Both these guys are veterans. Both these guys were in their offenses last year. It's not like they're not going to know what to do if they come back on the field a month from now. But there isn't really a great solution for them long term. And by the way, as we talked about on the Friday show, even if they hit the free agent market next offseason or aren't tagged again, they're not going to get a long-term deal. They're not no. going to get a real long-term deal. The, the numbers that might actually get reported like, will be different than what sure. – Like remember Dalvin Cook's long-term deal? Right, and like, two years in that they – with two years left on that they moved so, on from him. Right. We'll see what these actual deals look like when they come to it. But there's just again, it's not – nothing that they can do that can solve the overall problem that this position faces, in which I broke down significantly on Friday's show. I won't get into it again. It's a supply-demand issue. I, and that's not getting solved by any of these guys sitting out or not sitting out.
1: I normally, in most cases, in 95 plus percent of the time, understand holdouts for contracts. And I'm normally almost always in the pro player camp. I understand why players do it. They want to get their money. In, the, in this specific instance, I just can't see the benefit to it. And I'll, and I'll ask the question this way, Jamie. Does it – let's just play it out. Saquon Barkley misses the first game against Dallas, and then he shows up in week two. What did he actually accomplish? What about the current state of negotiations between himself and the New York Giants actually changed by doing that and showing up week two? Let's take it a step further. He sits out the maximum time that you're allowed to sit out, and he comes back and plays. Or 10 weeks. What what specifically about the situation between the two sides – actually changed? I think the answer is near zero.
0: Nothing. N- the nothing only, changes. The only thing, the only control the player has in this case is to say that I, I do not want to put my body on the line for 17 games at this price. That's all they can say. Now at that point they can choose anything from zero games to, let's just say seven. Cause again, it's week 10. It's not 10 games. It's week to week 10. So uh, if there is, I again don't know the buys off of my head, but if they have a bye week a little bit later, it, it factors in the amount of games so they could miss either nine or ten games depending on where bye weeks fall for these teams. So at that point, you're going to be playing either seven or eight regular season games plus the postseason. That that that's the only difference. If you're deciding that you want to, you, you have a choice of playing zero games, seven or eight games, or the entire season. And remember- that's really it. The, the only thing, you, the only thing you could you're you're. Gaining, I guess, is less tread on the or less wear on the tire.
1: Sure. But I want to put less remind, money in your wallet. I want to remind everybody because everyone likes to compare this to the Le'Veon Bell situation. Jamie, remember, mm-hmm. before Le'Veon Bell got what he wanted, which was a clear path to free agency, Steelers tagged him twice. Yeah. They tagged him in 2017 and then again in 2018. So sure. if this is going to follow the Le'Veon Bell trajectory, then Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs are going to be in for this again next year. And I, and I asked the question again. If you're the New York Giants and this season comes and goes and Saquon plays all the games, none of the games, half the games, whatever the case may be, you're telling me that you're not just going to tag him again? Yeah, just tag
0: him, trade him at that point.
1: Right. So I I, I just don't see any material benefit to – and there's risk associated with it. But if it was me and I'm getting $10 million, I am absolutely – if I'm Saquon Barkley, I would be playing in all these games and I would be proving – each and every week, of and the, the price tag just continues to go up and up and up in my mind. And then you get to a point where maybe you can force
0: the hand, but that's
1: it. That's the only way I see it going down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm with you. I don't see it. And and so if, if we want to transition this slightly here to like what this means for the team.
1: Well, I, real quick, I want to get your yeah. thoughts on the Zoom call because to me, that's the bigger story here than the than than Saquon and Josh Jacobs situation. So- Individually, this Zoom call that uh, the position held, I think Austin Eckler was the one who put it together and had a bunch yeah. of names on it. What do you, yeah? So I don't know if it's gonna, it, I don't think there's gonna be any ripple effect or any major changes, but that's a notable piece of information that players at a position group are getting together and saying, What can we do here?
0: Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, I, I, I get it and I commend them and, and, and I don't, I don't wanna be disrespectful because I, I, I ultimately want them to get their money. Agreed. Um, but it doesn't matter. What, are, what 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 solutions could they come up with? The that are non-CBA that related? Up, None. And if they're not cba related, they're worthless. Right. What are they going to do? Is Derrick Henry going to sit out and cost himself money for Saquon Barkley? Right. Of course he's not. Right. Uh, and by the way, uh, oh, what if all the running backs just had to skip the offseason program? I saw somebody do that. Who cares? It doesn't solve this issue. Their issue – the issue – again, this goes back and I keep wanting to bring this up because everybody wants to – find solutions that don't actually address the problem because the problem isn't easily fixable in the short term. And the problem that everybody is dealing with is an overwhelming supply of quality right now. So there's plenty of quality quantity around, which is why we have this issue. If NFL teams were having trouble finding good running backs and good running backs at an affordable price, they would be paying the star running backs in the same way that we saw Daniel Jones get $40 million.
1: Right.
0: It's not that anybody thinks Daniel Jones is a better football player than Saquon Barkley. He is just harder to replace at his position than Saquon Barkley, which is what is causing this market. So there is nothing that these group of running backs can do by getting together because it's not like the running backs have their own CBA. Like they're lumped in with everybody else. So – there's nothing they can do because they can't solve the overwhelming problem that is causing all this. And it's like it's not a de enf- like this is – okay. I, I didn't want to get back on this rant again, but I'm going to bring up this point. Everyone talks about it was a de-emphasis of running backs. That is partially correct. There is obviously a greater emphasis on the passing game now than there's ever been. So in, in congruence to that, there's less of a, a dependence on running backs. But that's not the fundamental problem here. The fundamental problem here isn't that running backs aren't being used. It's that there are so many quality backs that can be used with varying skill sets that there's really no need to pay one specific one. And that is the issue here. Like that is the overwhelming problem. That is the reason why Dalvin Cook is in addition to the obviously we now know there's a there's a legal thing that he's tied up in. But. That is the reason why Dalvin Cook isn't signed. That is the reason why Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley didn't get long term deals. That is why we even seen deals like for Derrick Henry. They were really just half the actual length of what they really were because they could get out of them easily. That is the fundamental problem is that teams are looking and so say we can get two or three of these young guys and conglomerate them together, whether they're young players underrated players or players that didn't quite reach their full potential. Look at Philadelphia's backfield, for example, of, of the mishmash of guys that they have taken a chance on. None of those guys are better than Miles Sanders, but in their mind, that they through a quantity of guys with differing skill sets, they can make up for that. And in, in areas they probably feel they can be better. So that is the fundamental problem here. And no Zoom meeting, no holdout, no, that's not going to change. It's going to take many, many years – of talent thinning out at that specific position for this to change and that's going to ch- and that's going to have to be like kids and parents and coaches at the junior and even high school levels making that change of where they put their best athletes on the field because as long as athletes and star players continue to come in at the running back position at the volume and quantity that we see it now this problem will not be solved
1: You mentioned it. Let's talk about what this means for the specific teams for 2023, now that the idea of missing games is on the table. And I've been very clear on this. Uh, It's been one of the larger points that I've made about this is that Saquon Barkley missing any time for the New York Giants, I think, is a bigger issue than Josh Jacobs missing any time for the Las Vegas Raiders is. Based on where both teams are at in their cycle, based on the way both teams are put together and built. And I understand that both of these teams have high-paid quarterbacks with the the contracts given out to Daniel Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo, who we'll get to here in a second. We'll discuss Jimmy G and the Raiders. Very Raiders-themed show here today. But, Jamie, I look at this, and I don't know how you can sit here and feel good if you are a Giants fan at the prospect of your best offensive player missing any amount of time. That is going to put you already, a team that I think is already at a distinct talent disadvantage as they continue to develop and rebuild this thing on the fly, it's going to put them even further at a competitive disadvantage to not have their best offensive player on the field.
0: Yeah, and last time we talked uh, from so excuse me, since the last time we talked, right now the Giants' win total at DraftKings is seven and a half with slight juice to the under. Also, by the way, those of you that are watching the video version, you see this. There's a cool new. We're not sponsored by them yet, but. We'll do slider.
1: No, I can't. I can't see because you don't know tower. how to you don't know how to do this on because you only see, you know, you got to move it. You got to move it to the other direction. Nope. The other oh, that's right. Right. There. I there see the go. whole screen. Right. You see the whole screen. You only see it. It's cropped for the those. Yeah, great. And yeah. Now you're just scrolling right. a wheel that people can't see. Now you went to another screen. That was fantastic. Really appreciate that. Gene.
0: It was great content that either. Fine, then you take it. But no, so I, I agree with you that the, uh, in terms of uh, one, I don't think anybody outside of Raiders Nation thinks the Raiders are competing for. No, nope, I, I know people year. in
1: Raiders Nation. They don't think they're competing either.
0: Well, no, they shouldn't. But I, I, you know, fan optimism. If you have hope for your team, it's July. I don't want to crush it. It's concerning for the Giants because I am one that's again I still am in the I'm not sure category with Daniel Jones. Obviously, he was significantly better in all facets of his game—running, passing, turnovers, etc. Last year that he wasn't any other point in his career. So I'm encouraged, but I still need to see more. Is he still able to continue those games when there's not a major threat of an elite talent behind him in Saquon Barkley? That's a question that we might have to determine. The wide receiver core still isn't great despite the fact they're going to add every slot receiver that's ever played football before. Welcome Cole Beasley. And maybe welcome Hunter Renfro at some point. Um, I just – this is a team that I thought would probably be just on the outside looking in on the wild card picture Anyway. I don't see a way this is a playoff team without Saquon Barkley. And and I think partly because you don't have an elite quarterback on the roster. You don't have an elite pass catcher on the roster. Like you don't have those other pieces on offense that you say, okay, we might not have Saquon, but we have these other linchpins to build around on offense. Like they don't have those pieces. And I I think they're going to be – they played better than the sum of their parts last year. I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that for two years in a row.
1: I think already as it is, they're the third best team in their division, and they're already on a razor thin margin, yeah. even in a wide open NFC, as we all feel that it is. Right, We feel that there are, there's really one specific team in the West that we feel really good about, but there's one team that could be in the card picture. The North probably is only going to get one team in, but it might get two. The South probably is only going to get one, but it might get two. The, the, the east is going to get two and then the Giants might be the third at least that's the way I handicap yeah. it right now they have such a razor thin margin as it is because they're in a division that I think is going to put two teams in which means that's going to take up one of the wild card spots so more you're gonna more have, importantly you, you play those two teams four times right like, and and That's so the other factor too it's such yeah. a razor thin margin and so even more to add even more emphasis the first game that saquon might miss is a divisional game against one of those two teams. There's added emphasis on that game in particular for me, and so it's a huge deal. I think it's a huge blow if he misses any time. If he just misses week one, Jamie, comes back in week two, and the Giants lose week one, I think that's a huge blow. I think it is. I, I think so, any level of time that Saquon misses is going to impact the Giants in 2023.
0: If Let's just play this out. So obviously okay. they host uh, well, their Sunday Night Football, right, to open the year, I, you if know, I'm not mistaken, I, against I, Dallas. Okay, so I I believe that is the case. Just just go with me on that. You can look yeah. it up, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. And they they host the host the Cowboys. So or, which by the way, every Cowboys Giants Sunday night game is aside from the Seahawks, who can't play. Or what's the joke? They can't play a normal primetime game. Like yeah. Giants Cowboys always get stupid for some reason. Um, I mean they they have a boy. They have a rough start.
1: Well, they're going to get a week, get, they'll
0: get a win in week two. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but I let mean, let's. I mean, honestly, this is even with or without saying – They might point. start. They
1: start. might start one and five. These first
0: six games, they might start one and five. You have home against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. You've got at Arizona, as Chris alluded to. Then you stay on the West Coast and go at San Francisco. Then you come home to play Seattle. That is a night game. Oh god, a Seattle night game. So we just talked about that. Funny enough, that's then a you go at Miami. Yeah, and then you go on a short week at Miami. And then you go at the Bills Sunday night.
1: <laughs> I mean, they, that's they could start 1 and 5.
0: That's rough, man.
1: They could start 1 and 5 and it will be entirely not indicative of of how good of a team we think they are. Now, they might also be terrible, but they could be 1 and 5 and play very good in those games because of the quality of opponent. And honestly,
0: my yeah, say go my own. uh then, you know, obviously then after that they've got home against Commanders. Home against the Jets in the home home game. Big road game um, for the Jets that week. Yeah, big road game. That's the tough travel. For big that. road contest. Uh, then at the Raiders, we'll see if either running back is on the roster at that point. Um, that could be the Zamir White versus Matt Breida game, which we're all waiting for. But it, it, so the point is, is if let's say it goes the the semi nuclear option, he the, the the first game back would be two four six eight nine. Their first game back could be at the Commanders on November 19th. That point, they've played Dallas twice. They've played the Jets. They've played the Bills. They've played the Dolphins. They've played the Seahawks. They've played the 49ers.
1: I mean, Jamie, I look at that schedule. If he misses all those games, they might only have three wins at that point.
0: Yeah, and and they have Games they're going to be favored in
1: are potentially at Arizona, home against Washington... And maybe at the Raiders. If you're picking games, which um, they might be favored.
0: Yeah. So with, without Saquon,
1: without Saquon, th- those are the only ones I, I think they yes. can be favored. At,
0: at Arizona, home commanders at Raiders.
1: If, if the Jets play well with Aaron Rodgers, they will not be favored at home against the Jets.
0: I don't think they're gonna be favored at home against the Jets, regardless. I agree, but it,
1: if the Jets are terrible and Rodgers is hurt, then it could be different. But like, well,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, if Rodgers is hurt, but let's not, let's not pretend like star quarterbacks are getting hurt yet. Right. Um, so no, so it's, it's uh, with games. Saquon, with Saquon, they're probably favored against Seattle at home. At home, and they you maybe against the. I could see that that Jets Giants game is gonna be. They're gonna come up as a pick them. Just they're gonna be cowards because it's it's kind of a home game for the. It's a it's a neutral. Is it a neutral site game? It's a home home game, a neutral site game. I don't even know how you do it. I mean, I I mean, they're gonna. I mean, are the Jets gonna be traumatized that there's the big NG uh, NY in the middle of the field? It won't be the NFL logo anymore. They're gonna actually paint the Giants logo in the midfield now. Um, They're gonna be scared. They might be. I don't know. They they have to use the other lockers, don't they? Do they have to? Do the the, the Giants have separate lockers in the stadium? Don't they? Yes. They should make them switch for the. No, don't do this. Don't do that. That'd be hilarious. Uh, but yeah, but they also, by the way, the Giants also have the misfortune of having to play the Eagles two of the last three games of the year. So if they need a late run, good luck.
1: Yeah, I I think it's tough. I think it's tough. I think missing any time in the early part of the season for sake one is huge because it's just, they've got to start off very well. They've got to find victories.
0: Also, by the way, they look at this. They put a Christmas day game in Philadelphia. What's the worst thing that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? What can rest like it Uh do not go dressed up to Santa Claus. That would be my suggestion. It's a good
1: suggestion. Uh, w- uh let's talk about the Raiders because we can talk about Jimmy Garoppolo passing his physical. Yes.
0: So he mm-hmm. is uh he is not dead. He will his contract will exist. And I won't say this was much ado about nothing. It was just much ado about something that we're not gonna have to deal with yet. But obviously the injury is still a concern. Oh, and by the way, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, so injury is always a concern. And but to me, you know, I I look at their situation where this is, wasn't a very good team last year. You lose Darren Waller off this roster via trade. You right now don't have Jeff on this roster. You might not have Hunter Renfro on this roster given all the rumblings that have come out over the last few months. I, six and a half right now is the win total with, uh, with some juice to the under. I mean, they're clearly the worst team in their division. I... Yeah, this okay. is one of the ones where I don't think it matters for Josh Jacobs. No, it doesn't bad either they're way. Just, they're, bad just, regardless. they're terrible without Josh Jacobs, but they're bad either way. Like, not- this is a I don't know what we predicted, but I can't imagine we predicted them for more than six wins when we when, he, when we did our show.
1: I would I'm be shocked. shocked. I would be shocked if we Jacob. got there. Yeah, I'd be shocked if we got there. Look, this team's going to go as far as Jimmy Garoppolo's health is going to take them, I think, is is the fair way That's to scary thought. Well, I'm just I'm being honest. That's I'm looking at I'm thought. looking at the roster and I'm telling you how I feel. And this team is going to go as far as Jimmy Garoppolo's health is going to take them. And we know over the last couple of years, Jimmy Garoppolo's health is not something that you necessarily want to be betting on. And yeah. and it's not like, listen, Jimmy Garoppolo's not a top 12 quarterback in the league, even if he's healthy for all 17 games. They also have a pretty weak roster. Bit of a wee-woo in the middle of the show. They did sign Marcus Peters to a one-year deal. That's helpful in the secondary, but sure, they but... still got a defense that I, I, I got a lot of question yeah. marks about. So their offensive line not very good. Uh, their their pass catching options are okay outside of Devonte Adams. So yeah. like it, it's it's there's a lot a lot of question marks about this team. And then add on top of all those question marks, the quarterback that you signed to a long term deal is a guy that doesn't play seventeen games. Yeah, I'm out. Not I'm just to... out. I'm out.
0: Yeah, there's, there's really not a lot to like about this team right now. Uh, the last uh, it, it's it's funny because somebody gave us a take about this like right at the beginning of the off season. I thought there would be or right I should say beginning. Of our offseason just post the draft. Um, and I, I remember being, oh, I mean, the majors aren't gonna be good, but they're not gonna be that bad. And like the more days go by and I go like, nope, man, this team kind of sucks. Yeah, they're not like, good. this could be a this could be a really bad And they're this not is, coached this, well. This be, right. This could yeah. be a top five team. And I know I laughed at that like three months ago when somebody sent that in. I'm coming around to that thought now. As and they're coached not coached well. That's the other part of it <laughs> yeah, too. No, I don't not. trust the coaching staff here to get through any tough times.
1: Uh, the last story for us to discuss here on the News and Notes edition of the show, we're staying out in the AFC West, and it is what is a disappointing piece of news, and that is the injury to Kadarius Toney, In yeah. it, ma- it impacts the Chiefs, it impacts Kadarius Tony's fifth year options coming up at the end of the year, the last thing he needs uh, is an injury to add to this list, so Jamie, we can talk about this from a uh, Chiefs perspective, we can talk about this from a Kadarius Tony fantasy perspective, whatever angle you want to take here, I pass the baton over to you.
0: Yeah, and, and, and we had a conversation about Kadarius Tony on one of our shows, and, and it, it got his stat production, and it generated a conversation in the TDN Premium Discord about you know how many games I thought he would play this year because I thought my, the numbers on him were low, and I said, I am down for 12, which was missing five. He's got a long history of soft tissue injuries, and, and that's the concern, and that's what it appears this was here at training camp. Uh, he's an electric player. Uh, in terms of lateral agility, is one of the uh, has a rare trait in that aspect. But uh, there, there's the cliche. It's a cliche for a reason. It's your best ability your availability. And there is no hierarchy in this Chiefs wide receiver room right now. This is a somebody step up. And then an Travis Kelsey. Between, well, y- yes. Travis Kelsey is clearly the, the, the tight end one, receiver one, pass catcher one. But in the wide receiver room between – rice and tony and valdez scantling and uh w- richie james and all these guys that they've got there sky Moore. it's somebody step up and if you're not on the field you don't have that opportunity and again katarius tony was a guy that they they traded whatever it was pick 100 for but they didn't draft him they didn't have the first round capital invested in them the giants did He is a high upside gamble that they spent a compensatory third-round pick on. So he's not going to be granted anything that any of these other receivers aren't. Mm -hmm. And that concerns me because if you start to miss big chunks of time this time of year, it's going to negate the fact that you were on the roster getting legitimate snaps late last season. It's going to allow other players on this roster to kind of get a rapport and earn that role. And I don't think Kadarius Tony, at this point in his career and at this point of his tenure with the Chiefs, has earned the. You can just walk right back in from missing six, seven weeks and just have a top spot. I don't think that's going to happen. So if he's missing a significant part of this off season, it's going to take him a while to earn his way back into consistent play in that rotation and. I don't know. It gives these other receivers an opportunity to step up. You know, for the Chiefs, it's disappointing, but uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes could throw to uh, some paper mache dolls and Travis Kelsey and it'll be fine. For Kadarius Toney, it's really concerning for not only his fantasy production, for those that were looking to kind of see if maybe he can emerge as that top wide receiver option for Patrick Mahomes, but for his career in general. Like, this is a golden opportunity for him to be a a top-two pass-catching option for the best quarterback in football, you got to get on the field. And it's unfortunate that he's not been able to do that.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be opportunities for MVS and for Rasheed Rice to potentially step up in his absence. And I think if those guys develop the chemistry in the early going with with Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be tough to take those guys off the field. So something uh, to keep an eye on. We are back in the props.
0: mini wee by the way, I Chris. saw the Mini-Wee-Woo.
1: I didn't know if yeah. you wanted to sneak it in here at the end of the show. I'll let, I'll let you yeah. do what you want. Uh,
0: uh, Bron- Broncos um... – Yoma Wazarike has been suspended indefinitely for gambling. So uh if gambling on NFL games in during the two thousand twenty two yeah. season, he'll be able to petition for a reinstatement no earlier than July twenty fourth of twenty twenty four. So well, that's the that's uh, the
1: only way you get the indefinite suspension is if yeah, you on so, NFL Games.
0: Yeah, so betting on it's now we have a very clear line yep. that the NFL has established. It betting on NFL games, no, no, is get out of here. Indefin- a definite, an indefinite suspension that is a minimum of one calendar year yep. from the date of the suspension, uh, and then betting at the team facility on non-NFL games is six games. Like that has been the clear line that we have seen drawn in the sand here. Um, This is, again, I know we're a gambling show, so I think we should touch on this a bit. Obviously, I don't think we have any any NFL players listening, but uh, if you are, don't take our advice. Um, This is obviously a complicated issue, and I understand that everybody has their thoughts on this. And I think there are two separate issues, and I'll I'll just say this part before we end the show because I know I've been asked this before. Uh, To me, I don't care that the NFL takes millions and millions of dollars from sports books. Players should know you shouldn't bet on NFL games. I think that that is a clear, you should know better. And I don't want to, the NFL is not in any way in the wrong on that specific element of this. There is no way at any point it, and that any player should feel that they it was allowed or ethical or just to bet on NFL games as an active NFL player. Sorry, you should know better than that. Uh, Google the name Pete Rose, and you'll learn about Rose, that. Rose comma Peter. Me. Okay. I do think there is a different argument for the six games betting on non NFL stuff to the team facility. I think there is a more of a conversation that could be had here. Okay. I'm going to use a, one. I'm going to use okay. one. Okay. Oh, but before you before you use your timeout. But I will say because that, that's a more complicated conversation. But for me there's a cut and dry no sympathy, no empathy, no nothing on betting on the league that you play in. Can we agree on that?
1: I we agree on that. I okay. agree in principle with the idea of we should probably take a look at punishing people for betting on things that are not football related, right? Like I, I, I like I would like us to look at that. At the same token, the rule is the rule. It, it, the rule wasn't not hiding. Sure. It wasn't. It was, it was right there in the rules. And so, if you can't as a player understand the rules, or if you think there's some ambiguity and you think you're doing something wrong, call your yeah. agent. Talk to somebody with the team. Talk to a coach. Like, if you can't take the steps, if you feel like something's close or borderline or you're not 100% sure, that's on you. And I don't feel sympathy for that. Do I think the rules should be changed? Yes. But guess what? The rules are the rules. And so if you did it, you got to be suspended. I don't have to like the suspension to, to look at it and say, it is still the rules. And so for me... That's yes. the, that's the part that I, I don't have sympathy for anybody in this case, because if you are willing to risk a six game suspension to bet on something and you didn't do the research into whether or not it was allowed, that's on you at that point.
0: Yeah. And also, I do think it's on some of these teams to be more aware. Of yes, this because quite frankly, it's hurting your team as too. Right. And you want to talk about competitive advantages and disadvantages. I think losing six games of, of players the Lions is going to be without James
1: Williams for six games. Correct. The, 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 the Colts different c- circumstance had to cut
0: one of their best corners. had to cut the, yeah. Uh, so like, and I, I, obviously his was on NFL stuff too, but, but yes, but to me, I would also say, I think six games for that. I think the crime, the punishment's a little harsh for the crime of that, where I don't think the punishment is harsh on the NFL side. I think no. that's an easily year and we'll talk. Um, and I think that also to make an investigation to make sure there wasn't any shenanigans that went in there. Uh, but yes, uh, it's just another player, and by the way, this is this is going to be a thing. I don't think this is going away. No, and I think at this point, now I know a lot of the stuff that we're hearing about now goes back to last season. If you get caught now, if you, you get got, caught in the twenty twenty three season, um, uh, I have no sympathy. Uh, for zero, none,
1: none Sorry. whatsoever, none. Uh, We are going to get back into the props streets uh, on tomorrow's show. QB Interception Props, a two-part series coming starting tomorrow here. And then obviously you guys know the drill. we got takes on takes to close out the week. Uh, In the meantime, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We greatly do appreciate it. Share the show. You can catch the video version of the show over on the YouTube side of things, the Draft Network. While you're over there, uh, hit the like button, uh, leave a comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell, do all those things. You can follow Jamie over on X at Jamie Eisner. You can follow me on that social media platform at ChrisHubert underscore. Jamie is, is upset with me, but that's what it's called. It's been rebranded. I can't call Twitter anymore. It's, it's X. not
0: it has, Until it's rebranded on my phone, it's not rebranded.
1: I, I will say it is still TweetDeck, and I still go to Twitter.com. So you can follow us on Twitter at those handles as well. Although I, I did dish tech, I have the new logo in the top left corner, so I might have to start calling it X here at some point, but you can follow us there. Uh, I've mentioned the handles. You can tweet us all the takes and everything that you got for us over there. But that is going to do it for us here on this edition of the show. We appreciate a little news and notes episode of the show. We're back into the prop stuff tomorrow. We'll talk to you all then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.